Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree. Looking for a way to build daily prayer discipline? Seen the rise in mindfulness meditation, but not sure if it is possible to meditate in a way that's consistent with your Catholic faith? Just looking for a way to breathe new life into your existing prayer routine? No matter what you're looking for, Hollow is here to help. Hollow is a Catholic prayer and meditation app that helps users deepen their relationship with God through audio-guided contemplative prayer sessions. From meditations on the daily gospel to the rosary to daily examines, Hollow has something for everyone. Hollow is the number one Catholic app in the U.S. It is free to download and has permanently free content, but you can also check out all of the premium sessions for 30 days, risk-free, by signing up at www.hollow.app slash breadbox. O Lord my God, Thou searchest me, my heart and mind are known to Thee. Nothing is hidden from Thy eyes, when I sit down and when I rise. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful, and enkindle within us the fire of your divine love. Send forth your spirit, and they shall be created, and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who did instruct the hearts of your faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us by the same Spirit may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Lady Fatima, pray for us. Saint Joseph, pray for us. All God's angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, Amen. So this afternoon's conference is going to be very interesting in the sense that I was able to compose for you what is called a seven-word acronym, which begins, each one of the concepts begins with an M. And the title of this talk will be The Seven M's on the ladder to holiness. So that'll be the title of this topic, the seven M's on the ladder to holiness. So it's kind of related to the last book that I wrote, uh, the last book that I wrote, which was published by 10 publishers, has four title, Roadmap to, Roadmap to Heaven. 
So, if you can follow these seven signposts that I've written, then you're on the highway to heaven. Last talk we titled, We're All Called to Holiness, to Happiness, and to Heaven. So moving from the H's now to the M's. So let's go. <clears throat> These are seven practices that you should try to implement in your life. And when you're, you're dealing with uh, your people in the Legion, in your apostolic work, these are seven M's that you can try to encourage your people to implement. So number one is this. Morning prayer and Marian scapular. So morning prayer and Marian scapular. So the first thing you can do, as soon as you get up in the morning, is to offer your prayers to God. To offer your prayers to God through the Blessed Mother. And you can follow the practice that St. Anthony and St. Bonaventure encouraged. That's called the practice of the three Hail Marys. Three Hail Marys in the morning, three Hail Marys in the evening. Starting off the day with Mary. And then, hopefully all the legionaries have a scapular. <clears throat> this is one of the most well-known Marian sacraments. It's called a scapular of Our Lady Mount Carmel. What you can do is take the scapular and you kiss the scapular. The Catholic Church offers an indulgence every time that you kiss the scapula. A partial indulgence. So that you can apply that indulgence for yourself, but also for the souls in purgatory. Now what I do, because I do a lot of Marian consecration programs, and my second book was Consecrating Yourself to Mary Through the Rosary, what I like to do is I kiss the scapular, and then I, I bless my forehead, I bless then my eyes, I bless my nose, my lips and my tongue, and then finally I bless my heart. So that through the prayers of Mary I would have noble thoughts. That through the prayers of Mary I'd be able to put into practice that beatitude, Matthew 5, 8 which is, blessed are the pure of heart, for they will see God. Bless my nose, that we will be, as St. Paul says, that we will be the fragrance of Christ, the good odor of Christ. Then I'll often bless my tongue two times, because, as you know, I'm one of those non-stop speakers. I'm one of those in the club of the non-stop speakers. I want to make sure that my words will serve to edify, to instruct, and to sanctify others. Then I bless 
my heart. That through the intercession of the Immaculate Heart of Mary that my heart will be filled with love for God and for neighbor. So that's the first M. First M on the ladder to holiness and the ladder to heaven would be morning prayer and the Marian scapular. Number two is meal time blessing. Now some of you might be my age or a little bit younger, older. Uh, I was born in the mid-50s, so I'm betraying my age. <laughs> but when I was brought up and raised in the American society, Catholic families would pray together. They would they would pray the meal, pray before the meal. The younger generations no longer practices that. But I think that that's an important gesture because it's an attitude of gratitude that we should really try to cultivate. All of us should try to practice an attitude of gratitude and not be, you remember when Jesus healed the ten lepers, only one leper came back to render Jesus thanks. And he was a Samaritan. We, want, we don't want to be lacking in gratitude. And as the Rhineland mystic, the Dominican priest, his name, his name was Meister Eckhart, echoed, he said, if the only prayer that we were ever to say were, were thanksgiving, that would be enough. William Shakespeare, William Shakespeare in his classic tragedy, Macbeth, has a one-liner in which he says, more painful than a serpent's tooth is that of an ungrateful child. So we don't want to be ungrateful. We want to be thankful to God. May the prayer of the psalmist be our resonate within our hearts. Give thanks to the Lord for his good, for his love endures forever. All of you know as adults, not only are people suffering because of the coronavirus, but many people, many children, go to bed at night without anything to eat. And many children actually die of hunger every day. Remember one occasion there was a child, it was right around Thanksgiving, and he made this prayer. God, I thank you that I can choose the food that I eat every day. Many children cannot choose the food they eat because they have never even seen a refrigerator. So when you sit down with your family to share a meal, make sure that you bless your meal, bless your family, bless God. Bless us, O Lord, and these are gifts which we are about to receive from your goodness through Christ our Lord. Amen. Only takes a few seconds. But that is very pleasing to God. We're actually inviting Jesus to sit down at the table to share that meal with us. The next M 
is very important. And this M is the M of meditation. Meditation on the Word of God. Every day you should have in your hands the Word of God. In the Mass this morning we read Hebrews chapter 4 which says that the Word of God is like a two-edged sword that separates marrow from bone. We should have a real hunger for the Word of God. You remember when Jesus was in the desert for 40 days and 40 nights. Remember that passage? It's the first Sunday of Lent gospel every year. Jesus was hungry. And the devil came and said, if you're really the Son of God, why don't you tell those stones to be transformed into bread? Do you remember what Jesus responded? He said, man does not live on bread alone, but every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. So what Jesus is saying, he's saying that we should have an even greater hunger for the Word of God than for physical food. A proof. What is the purpose of your stomach? Do you ever think about this? Every, everything that God creates has a specific purpose or function. The purpose of your stomach is to digest food, transform it into energy that's called calories, so that we'll have enough strength to carry out our daily obligations. So the purpose of the stomach is digest food. What about the mind? What is the purpose of the mind? <clears throat> the purpose of the mind, my friends, is to digest and absorb the truth. And the truth will set us free. Some of you have heard of one of my favorites. I don't know if you've ever heard of, of Fulton Sheen. His name is Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. Any of you ever hear of Fulton Sheen? A great, a great man of God. He was probably the greatest communicator in the world last century. I was privileged to meet him once in my life. Fulton Sheen says this. The human person has three great desires. The human person, the human heart, has three great desires. The desire to know, the desire to love, and the desire to live. I like that, don't you? We have three great desires, to know, to know God, and the truth will set us free. Amen. The human heart is a great desire also to love with our hearts.
But the human soul doesn't want to be extinct. The human soul has a desire to go beyond this physical life. But the human soul that God implanted in us the moment of our conception has this desire to live forever with God. Now, with respect to meditation on the Word of God, I would like to give you a brief summary of a teaching of Pope Benedict XVI. Pope Benedict XVI Emeritus wrote some very beautiful documents. Sacramenta Caritatis, I think, is the most, the most purchased document in the history of the church. The, rather, God is love. And then he wrote Sacramenta Caritatis, the sacrament of charity. Then he wrote another one, which is called Verbum Domine, which is Latin for the Word of God. In this, the Holy Father, Pope Ben XVI, encourages all of us to nourish ourselves on the Word of God every day. You know what we say, give us this day our daily bread. How do you interpret this, give us this day our daily bread? Well, we're asking for health so that we can work hard, we can make money and put food on the table. But also, give us this day our daily bread refers to the, the bread of the Word of God as well as the bread of life. Pope Ben XVI in this document, Verbum Domine, one of the numbers, he highlights a way in which we can really go deep into the Word of God. And it's called Lectio Divina. <clears throat> Lectio Divina. In this Classical method of prayer called Lecture Divina, Pope Benedict offers us these steps to derive profit from your meditating upon the Word of God. He mentions four, and I'd like to add a fifth. And you might even write these down. They're words in Latin, but they're easy to understand and interpret. And they are lexio. Second word. Meditatio. Third word. Contemplatio. Fourth word. Oratio. Fifth word. Axio. And I've added a six, and it's called transformatio. Did you hear me? Were you listening? Yes, Father. Okay, so let's go through that again. If you can follow that method, that's really going to help you to derive more profit from your meditating on the Word of God. We've arrived at the third M. Let's show is Latin for read. But read in such a way 
in which you're really recognizing that the Bible, the best definition for the Bible is the Bible is the Word of God. <laughs> easy, easy definition, huh? <laughs> so, Lexio, you're reading, Speak, O Lord, for your servant is listening. We often say, Listen, O Lord, for your servant is speaking, huh? <laughs> so, Speak, O Lord, for your servant is listening. Lexio, then meditatio. What does that mean? Meditatio have the word meditate. Now, if you go to the Greek, you're going to have the word ruminate. And ruminate is actually what a cow does with its cud. Were you ever in a farm and you're watching a cow chew his cud? <laughs> he chews and chews and chews and chews and chews and he masticates and he basically he pulverizes and then he finally digests it. So to meditate is to think, ponder, go through, seriously trying to penetrate what is the truth. And then the next one is contemplatio. There you have the word contemplation. And contemplatio, contemplation means try to imagine, using your imagination, try to imagine that you're present there with the Lord and the Blessed Mother. St. Ignatius calls that composition of place. You try to create with your mind's eye the whole biblical scene, then you become part of you become part of that scene. You become part of the life of Jesus, Mary, and St. Joseph. Then after con contemplatio, you have oratio. See, habla español orar. Okay, if you speak Spanish. Oratio. Oración in Spanish means to pray. So, you pray, then you start to talk to God. Talk to God about what's going on in your heart which is triggered by the Word of God. The Word of God is like a trampoline. It shoots us up to heaven. And Oratio, spend as much time to talk to the Lord as you like. What's very interesting in our lives is the following. Is that we're too busy for God but God is never too busy for us. <laughs> How ironic, right? We're too busy for God. But God is never too busy for us. How humble our God is that he's always ready to enter into conversation with us. To enter into conversation with us. This conversation is so important. So important that St. Augustine says this, He who prays well, lives well. He who lives well, dies well. He who dies well, all is well. Amen? <laughs> I thought you liked that. That's St. Augustine. He who prays well, lives well. He who lives well, dies well. He who dies well, all is well. Amen. Huh? And then, St. Pope Benedict says, axio. Axio means light 
camera action. Put into practice. Once you have meditated upon the Word of God and you've assimilated in your heart, don't keep it to yourself. But rather, make sure that you bring the Word of God to others. Like the Blessed Virgin Mary. Mary meditated upon the Word of God in the Annunciation. Then after Mary meditated upon the Word of God, she went in haste to visit her cousin Elizabeth. So Mary was a contemplative in action. Remember that phrase because the legion of Mary, you're called to be contemplatives in action like the Blessed Mother. I'd like to repeat, you're called to be contemplatives in action like Frank Duff like Alfie Lamb, like Edel Quinn. Do you know, the, you know the Legion of Mary Saints? You probably do, Frank Duff. Alfie Lamb, Edel Quinn. You've got the founder and two of the others that are on their way to holiness. Hopefully you're, you're on the highway to holiness too. And then there's the last, which I've added. Hopefully Pope Benedict won't get angry at me. And I've added another one. It's called Transformatio. What is Transformatio? You see the word in English, transformation. So if you get in the habit of meditating frequently, every day, we're going to invite all of you to come in two weeks to the spiritual exercise of St. Ignatius. I'll be starting my program at exactly two weeks from today at 12 p.m. in English and 2.15 in Spanish. I'm already doing publicity for my spiritual exercises program. Hopefully all of you will be able to come. Remember those steps in the, th in the third M. It is meditatio. I'm sorry, it's lexio, read. Meditatio, think. Contemplatio, imagine. Oratio, pray to God. Actio, put into practice. And if you do all those, it's going to be transformatio. And hopefully you'll be able to put into practice what St. Paul said. It's no longer I who live, no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. Amen? Hopefully you like that. That's taken from the document of Pope Benedict XVI, Verbum Domine, which is his document on the Word of God, which he wants us to read on a daily basis. So let's move on to the fourth M. And I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this because I already spent 50 minutes talking about it, but I'll just refresh your memory. The fourth M is Mass, is Holy Mass, that all of us, all of us will fall in love with the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. Here's a question for you. What is the greatest action you can do 
on planet Earth? I think that's a good question. What is the greatest action you can do on planet Earth, this side of heaven? It would be to go to Holy Mass, to participate fully, actively, consciously in the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass and the culminating moment, the culminating moment of Holy Mass is Holy Communion. Holy Communion and that's when you have received into your heart the body, blood, soul, divinity of Jesus Christ. Here's a question for you. What were the two happiest moments in your life? I'll respond to that. The two happiest moments in my life were when I made my first Holy Communion. That was a very, very happy day for me. Because I received the Eucharistic Lord, my Lord, my God, my Savior, into the very depths of my soul. The second will be <clears throat> May 25th. This year it'll be, guess what, 35 years. May 25th, 1986 was the happiest day in my life because that's the day in which John Paul II placed his hands on my head and he ordained me a Catholic priest forever. You are a priest forever according to the order of Melchizedek as we pray in the Psalms. But you see, at least for myself, those are the two happiest moments in my life because it's when I received Jesus Christ the first time. Then I received a sacrament which I can give Jesus Christ to others. Through the Eucharist, through preaching, and through reconciliation. Now most of you can't say those two because most of you are not ministerial priests. But you can say at least one that you made your first communion. Hopefully first communion was the happiest day in your life. I hope it was. But every time you receive Holy Communion, you should receive it with greater love. Amen? So that's the fourth M. Is Mass, which is the marvel of the love of God. We're getting there, my friends. We're getting there. We're more than halfway on the journey. And what we're doing, we're, 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 we're constructing an acronym, a ladder. The ladder has seven M's, seven different echelons or steps so that we can make it to heaven. Remember, we're called to be holy, happy, and get to heaven. So the fifth, my friends, would be the word mercy. Mercy. Mercy in two different ways. 
we have to beg God's mercy because all of us are sinners. I repeat, we have to beg God's mercy because all of us are sinners. But good news. Good news. Sin is spiritual sickness. There is a doctor in the house. There is a doctor in the house, and that doctor, that divine physician, his name is Jesus Christ. Amen? There is a doctor in the house, and that doctor is Jesus Christ. So we talk about mercy. All of us should strive to have recourse to confession at least once a month. Remember once reading a book by Mary Ann Budnick, and she's a housewife that wrote a really good book for mothers, but also for families. And the name of the book was, Are You, See, Are you Searching for Peace? Try Confession. Seeking for Peace? Try Confession. And what she did in this book was, she made this comment. She noticed that in her, the family dynamics, that when her children started to quarrel and bicker and fight, she noted, hey, we haven't gone to confession in a long time. Then she and her husband would take the children to confession. The whole family would go to confession. And then there was peace at home. If you're really seeking for interior peace, peace of heart and mind and soul and peace in your family, why not have recourse to the sacrament of mercy, which is the sacrament of confession? <clears throat> One last idea on mercy, and it's this. If we want to receive mercy, we want to receive mercy from God, it's a two-way street. It's a two-way street in this sense. If I want God to forgive me, then I, it's incumbent upon me that I have to forgive others. We pray in the Our Father, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And Jesus gives us this, it's an imperative, it's a command. He says, be merciful as your heavenly Father is merciful. A spiritual modern masterpiece classic is the Diary of St. Faustina, Kowalska. The Diary of God's Mercy in My Soul. And Jesus says to St. Faustina that the greatest attribute in his heart is mercy. And mercy is God's love forgiving the sinner. But for us to receive mercy, 
then it's incumbent upon us that we have to also give mercy. Let's move on. Two more to go. The sixth M is especially legion, the legionary, legionaries, you are legionaries in the army of Mary, in the army of Jesus. You are called to be missionaries. <clears throat> missionaries to the entire world. That's the 6M. Do you remember in the Bible the last words that Jesus said in the Gospel of St. Matthew? Do you remember? The last words in the Gospel of St. Matthew, Matthew chapter 28. If you don't remember, I'll refresh your memory. So shortly before going up to heaven, Jesus... He's about to send to heaven. He says, All power in heaven and earth have been given to me. Then he goes on to say, Go out to all the world. Go out to all the world. And teach them all that I have taught you. and baptize them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Then Jesus says his last words in the Gospel of St. Matthew, And behold, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. In your prayer, Beg for the grace. Beg for the grace to see how you can be a missionary. I know that part of the work of the Legion of Mary is home-to-home -home visitation. In the parish I've been here for many years, I have visited probably almost all the homes in the parish more than once. And I would knock on doors with a missionary team. And we would pray with them. We'd leave an image of Our Lady Guadalupe. We'd leave an image of Divine Mercy. We'd pray the rosary. Then I would take the, take the people outside in the garage and I would hear their confession. <laughs> Jesus says we have to be as simple as doves but as crafty as serpents. I would hear the confession and then I'd see, the, see them at Mass on Sunday, getting their children baptized, their kids in First Communion, their teenagers in Confirmation. I would go out and I would knock on doors. Now and then you'd get a Jehovah Witness that would basically say, get out of here. But most of the people were pretty welcoming. But I'd like to tell you a story. A story that's funny and sad at the same time. 
One occasion, I was doing my missionary work with my missionaries. And right in the very heart of Hawaiian Gardens, which is basically, probably 75% would be, would be Mexican. <clears throat> we ran into these two guys. And they were pretty tall, blonde hair, blue eyes. They had a white shirt on. They had a tie. And they were driving bikes. Do you know who these people were? These were two Mormons. They're two Mormons trying to convert our people to become Mormons. So I stopped to speak to them a little bit. And they were well-educated, well-mannered, kind. But you know, what really, what really impressed me, these two young men, probably in their 20s, maybe brought up and raised in, in, um, with the Mormons in Salt Lake City, but they spoke a perfect Spanish. Spanish, maybe, maybe, better, maybe better than many of our people that their first language is Spanish. And I asked them, how did you guys learn the, Sp the Spanish? They said, oh, we went to South America to pick up Spanish so we can convert the Mexicans to become Mormons. Wow. Did you hear that? That's incredible. It's an experience that I'll never forget. These Mormons became, they are missionaries. And they're very militant, they're very strong, they're organized, they're dedicated. And they're not even Christians. They are a religious sect because they deny the divinity of Christ, like the Jehovah Witnesses. We have the fullness of truth, but we're kind of asleep. They have the fullness of errors, but they're on fire. Maybe in some of our masses we should say that Catholics would have the fire and enthusiasm as the Mormons. We pray to the Lord. Lord, hear our prayer. <laughs> that prayer would probably shock the people. What do you think? But I think that we should pray for that same apostolic zeal and enthusiasm as the Mormons. One last idea on the M, which is the call to be missionaries. And it's the following. Pope John Paul II and St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta were undoubtedly the two greatest missionaries last century. I repeat, Pope John Paul II and St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta were the two greatest missionaries last century. John Paul II 
wrote a missionary document. And the title of that missionary document was Missio Redentoris, which is English for the mission of the Redeemer. In this encyclical of John Paul II, he said, all of us are called to be missionaries. But he pointed out this. He said that the best mission territories today, where do you think? When I was a kid, I, I thought that I had to go to Africa to, convict, convict, to convert and convince those Africans to become Catholics. John Paul II says, no. The best mission territories today are the big cities. New York, Manila, Cebu, City of Mexico, Buenos Aires, Rome, Paris, Madrid, Los Angeles. Did you know, and many of you are from Los Angeles, most of you I think are from Los Angeles, that Los Angeles is the biggest diocese in the whole country. There are millions and millions and millions of souls. And many of them, as you read in the book of Jonah, they don't know their right hand from their left hand. They're baptized Catholics, but they really don't know their faith. And they're wandering around in what T.S. Eliot says, the wasteland, without any goal, orientation, and purpose. You are called in the Legion of Mary to be a beacon, to be a light, to be a signpost for these people. You're called to be like a John the Baptist, to point them to Christ. Because Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus Christ is the only one that gives true meaning to our life, Jesus Christ. He's the way, the truth, and the life. He's the Alpha and the Omega. He's our good shepherd. And as missionaries, you're, you're called to get to know the good shepherd. But also you're called to become a good shepherd. That's what a missionary is. A missionary is called to be a good shepherd. Yes, you are. You're called to be a good shepherd. But the secret of you being a good shepherd to your sheep is first you have to be a good sheep to the good shepherd. Did you hear that? I'll repeat it. For you to be a good shepherd to your sheep as a good missionary, you first have to be a good sheep of Jesus, the good shepherd. So be a missionary. Remember those words of Jesus Christ. 
The last words of Jesus Christ was a command, a missionary mandate. All authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. Therefore, go out to all nations, teaching them all that I taught. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And behold, I am with you always. I am with you always, even until the end of time. Amen. My friends, finally we've arrived at the seventh M. <clears throat> and the seventh M, my friends, is Mary and the Rosary. My friends, we're going through very difficult times. And as we mentioned, quoting Charles Dickens, the worst of times can be the best of times. In the Legion of Mary, the Legion means the not simply the Roman army, but the army of Mary. As they say in Mexico, la generala del ejército, the general of the army. We have to fight the good fight. We have to fight the good fight. We have to run the good race. We have to encounter our enemies. Who are the basic enemies for us, for our soul, and for the people that we're trying to save? We got to fight against the enemies, and they are basically three. The devil, the flesh, and the world. The devil is the father of lies and a murderer from the beginning, as Jesus says in John chapter 8. The devil is a liar and a murderer from the beginning. We also have to overcome the flesh. We'll be meditating upon these in the exercise and we go through what are called the seven capital sins. The flesh lusts against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And either we conquer the flesh and we experience the liberty of the sons and daughters of God or we become slaves of our own passions. We become slaves of sin. And we live a life of sin and misery. As the saints teach us that sin and misery is the same thing. Sin brings us misery. So, we have to fight the good fight. We have to run the good race. The devil, the flesh, and the world. What about the world? The world tries to seduce us and to trick us into thinking that we can find true happiness in this world. It's not true. True happiness can only be found in the three H's. Holiness, happiness, and heaven. True happiness can only be found in heaven. While we're in here on earth, we're in this valley of tears, fighting the good fight, 
running the good race so that we can arrive at the finish line. I like to compare the rosary. Do you remember in the Bible, do you remember in the Bible when Goliath, when David challenged Goliath on the battlefield? Do you remember that? That David challenged Goliath. Goliath was big and strong. He had a huge crescent sword. He had a shield. He had an, someone walking in front of him with a shield, the shield bearer. <clears throat> David only had his David only had his slingshot. And David pulled out he pulled out one stone. He put it into the slingshot. And what did David do with his slingshot? You see me? David put into a slingshot one stone. And David aimed. And he pulled back his slingshot. He aimed and boom. The stone went right for the head of Goliath, the stone riveted itself in the forehead of the giant. He came cascading to the ground, unconscious. And David went up to him, looking over him. Goliath promised that he would chop David's head off and throw it, his body, to the birds of the air. And David took the sword and chopped the head of Goliath off. That was victory. So if in the Legion, Legion of Mary, followers of Jesus and Mary, if we really want to fight the good fight, to fight the good fight, St. Paul compares us to soldiers and athletes to fight the good fight as boxers do run the good race as marathon runners do and win the crown that awaits for us we have to have our spiritual armor and our spiritual armor is the Most Holy Rosary. So I was able to type out for you, after you finish, you're going to be getting a copy on five of these, Meditation, Mass, Mercy, Mission, and Mary. I added two more. And I was able to put together a colorful little picture here. <clears throat> and it's the seven M's. The seven M's on the ladder to holiness. And they are morning prayer. Morning prayer. Give yourself to God. Mealtime prayer. Meditation on the Word of God. The Mass. The marvel of God's love. Mercy. 
mercy through the sacrament confession and be merciful as your heavenly Father is merciful. Be a missionary. Go out to all the world. Teach them all I taught you. Behold, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. And finally, Mary and the Holy Rosary. These are the seven M's on the ladder to heaven. I hope that all of us take advantage to put into practice these seven M's and as a result of it, we'll be able to live out what I said our last conference. By carrying this out, we will arrive at holiness of life. Be holy as your Heavenly Father is holy. We'll arrive at happiness. True happiness comes from our union with God. And we will arrive at our eternal destiny. St. Ignatius teaches us, we were created to praise God, reverence God, serve God, and by means of that to save our soul. So let's say Hail Mary, and I'll give you my priestly blessing, and beg for the grace to put into practice these lessons and these, these messages that I've written for you so that we can really move quickly on the highway to heaven. Let's ask the Blessed Mother, who is our patron, to help us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of Adam Jesus. Thou Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Hello, Father. Yes. Um.